This is Secrets of the Unknown on Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Secrets of the Unknown on Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. I am your host for tonight, Red Ranger Tim, and joining me on the line are two of my crazy cohorts. First off, we have our oddball screen. How you doing, Maria? I am doing fine. And just returning to the studio in the next time, is our crazy magician. Hello. I'm doing fine. Wonderful, wonderful. I have Uh to be doing just fine as well. Well, that's good to hear. And tonight we're going to start uh, a a two-part episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't forget we have Ashley in the chat room, too. And we have Ashley in the chat room. Thank you. I'm not looking in the chat room, so I would not know that. Uh, So tonight we are starting a two-part episode series on the most haunted place in each of the 50 states. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of you are probably thinking, but didn't you guys already do that? Well, no, not exactly. Number one, I wasn't available for that episode. So mm-hmm. I believe Shirley hosted it in my place. Yep. And second of all, that particular episode back. was about the top 50 haunted places Period. Mm-hmm. This is one location per state. Mm-hmm. Similar, but different. And because the U.S. has 50 states, we'd be flying through this list so fast, you wouldn't understand anything. So we decided we're going to split it up into two parts. We'll do the first mm-hmm. 25 states tonight. That's Alabama through Missouri. And mm-hmm. next time will be part two, where we'll start with, I believe it's Montana. Montana. Mm-hmm. And finish off with all Wyoming. All the way through Wyoming. Excuse me. All the way through Wyoming. Before yes, we get yes. started, I want to point out to everybody that we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about these places. Maybe mm-hmm. just the nitty-gritty and some of the more prominent locations we might spend a couple of minutes on but we're not going to be able to go in depth on any of these uh, not even on the ones we did I've already done episodes for because there are a couple of those mm-hmm. but we uh, do have the websites available for each location if you want to look into it further right and some of these locations we may do a more in-depth episode at a later date so just because we're not diving in head first does not mean we're just blowing it off. What we're really doing here is going over the most haunted places in each state. Mm-hmm. Like a general overview, if you will. Right. So just a little bit of background. If Shirley, if you would do me a favor and share the link in the chat room so I actually can follow along. Which I already and done. Did. Good, and JJ, if she comes. Uh, Mm -hmm. The paranormal, supernatural, or even simply the unknown. These link terms encapsulate an area of interest that fascinates and horrifies simultaneously. We seem to have a strong preoccupation with what occurs after this life ends for us, with what happens once our physical forms have ceased to be nothing more than bones slowly turning to dust. Everyone has grown up listening to ghost stories of one sort or another. Uh, Some are steeped purely in folklore and legend, and some that carry a bit more weight with them resulting in places being the most haunted places in America. Now, pure spooky tales put to the side, here are the most haunted places within each state many of which have been widely documented, and thus we may do episodes on some of these in the future, some of them even for generations. Mm -hmm. Well, what makes a site supposedly haunted, though? What is it that distinguishes one place? uh, This is not worded correctly, so I'll try to make sense. Basically, what is it that distinguishes a place as being breathtakingly eerie? 
what is the most haunted place in America? Well, if I ask Shirley that question, and then I ask Jim that question, and then I ask Ashley that question, I can almost guarantee you I will get three different answers. Mm-hmm. So there is no one most haunted place. Yeah, it's there. in theory, all three could say the same place. But if I were to put all 50 of these places before you and say which one of these is the most haunted out of all of them, I'm going to get a bunch of different answers. Right. There is there, The answer to the, that question thus is not straightforward because it could be one of a couple of different things or even a combination. Many sites are vaulted to the top of a terror list because of the violence that led to the hauntings. Think things like mass murders, axes, rifles, so forth. Mm -hmm. But others aren't so much terrifying as they are active, Mm -hmm. such as many of our nation's hotels, theaters, and so forth. Being actively haunted does not mean it's violent. You know, as we established in the initial episode of Secrets of the Unknown, you know, there are even things such as a residual haunt, which Mm -hmm. is nothing more than a videotape of an event forever trapped in time. That is never going to be violent. That's never going to interact with you, and you will not be able to interact with it. All you can do is just watch it play itself out over and over and over again. So, because not every haunting is violent, that's why we can't say one place is more haunted than another. Mm-hmm. In fact, hauntings occur virtually everywhere. Houses, hotels, theaters, universities, government buildings, and dare I say it, even highways. Mm-hmm. Thus making all of the above some of the scariest places in the, in the United States. Now, and, and this is both written in the article and, and my caution as well, if you're easily creeped out, now would be a good time to jump ship. We'll see you next, uh, we'll see you in two episodes of Secrets of the Unknown. Mm-hmm. If you're not creeped out or you're intrigued, then stick around. You might enjoy what you, what you hear. So, again, if you're creeped out, this may not be the best idea, but it is kind of The last thing I want to do is give you nightmares to go to sleep with, okay? Exactly. I know, having looked over the list, in in general, some of these places, if you knew how bad they were, you very well could have nightmares. I'm not going to lie to you. That doesn't necessarily mean it's extremely bad, but it's not going to be something you want to to play in front of your kids. Yeah. But let's face it, it, it is kind of fun to get spooked most of the time. But if you're enthralled by the supernatural or intrigued, then join us for this fascinating and maybe slightly horrifying ride and learn about some of the most haunted houses in America and even the most haunted cities in America. So with that said... Um, just bear in mind, haunted places take many forms, jails, houses, even abandoned mental health facilities, which I personally find of interest, not because I have interest in mental health or what have you, but as an eye glimpse into the past. Why is this place haunted? Well, people probably were mistreated there. It was probably filled beyond capacity, not enough staff, not enough knowledge of how to properly treat diseases. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's all fascinating and not necessarily bad, per se. I mean, not that being overpopulated over, uh, and understaffed is a good thing, because it's not. Mm-hmm. But it sure could be a lot worse. But it could also be a lot better. Mm-hmm. The scariest places, however, are all about mystery. That's the key word, mystery. This is why when you enter the most haunted place in America, 
or any of these places we're going to list off, it will feel different than if you walked into a normal place such as Walmart or McDonald's. When you walk into these places, you don't know what's going to happen or if something is going to happen. All you know is I don't feel the same way I do when I go to these other places. Most of these places have unbelievable stories. So what are some of the most haunted towns in America? Let's find out, shall we? Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to be tapping the first 25 states in this episode and then the next 25 in the second part. And we're doing these in alphabetical order by state. Mm-hmm. So if your state starts with an M and you have to use the bathroom, go right ahead. It'll be a little bit before we get there. Uh, our first destination is the lovely state of Alabama, down mm-hmm. south. And that just happens to be where Shirley lives in Alabama. Yep. And I know Shirley is as familiar with this location as I am. And if, if you watch Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, you know, they've all been here and investigated. And that the most haunted place in Alabama, then, is the Sloth Furnaces. Mm-hmm. near Birmingham, Alabama. Operating for just under 100 years, this pig iron factory had plenty of time to rack up the number of fatalities that occurred on its premises. It's reported that screams, odd noises, apparitions, and even the malevolent ghosts of a former foreman haunt this place. Abandoned factories like this are often the most haunted places in America. Yep. And although it was one of their earlier episodes, Ghost Adventures did investigate this location, and I was freaked out a little bit. And I'm not going to lie. It did make me jump out of my clothes in utter fear, but it's one of those I wanted to reach out and grab onto somebody or something because this is not something I'm accustomed to experiencing. All right. Well, anyway, what I did was I found some websites, like for each one. But I'm just gonna hit the highlights. I mean, there's not gonna be enough time to go through it all. But what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna put it in both chats so you can you can visit them anytime you want. Exactly. And some yeah. of these places, and I can I can almost guarantee you, Boss Persons is gonna be welcome. Uh, we will mm-hmm. do a future much 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 more in depth coverage of this location later. But for those mm-hmm. of you who really enjoy a location that might get mentioned and you don't know whether we're going to do an episode on it or even when and you just want to know more now, we're, we are providing you the website links to these places. Not, maybe not necessarily their own website where mm-hmm. probably impossible but also other sites that have covered it so that you can seek out further information now ahead of the time when we do the episode. Mm-hmm. I think you will enjoy reading about the Sloss Furnace while I remember about it. Mm-hmm. I would love to go back and watch that episode again, and maybe I can make a note to myself to do that. But this is one place that's definitely going to creep you out. So oh, yeah. You want, you want to prepare yourself. Particularly when you consider, if you're, if you're following along on the article page, if you look at that picture, <clears throat> you know those ladders that go all the way up to the upper walkways? Mm-hmm. Now imagine if somebody were to either accidentally or be victimized by climbing over the edge, getting thrown mm-hmm. off, pushed over. Let's just say they're not going to land on their feet. They're going to mm-hmm. go flat. So there are plenty of opportunities then for a lot of these fatalities to get racked up simply by going up there and some people being afraid of heights and whatnot. Uh, we will go more in depth about this because I am planning a soft furnaces episode. We will address that more at that time. Mm-hmm. 
Location number two will take us to the great state of Alaska. Yes, all the way up on the Alaska. North Alaska. And I am not familiar with a lot of haunts up in Alaska. I am the Continental 48. So this Mm -hmm. place is relatively new to me. Uh, But the most haunted location in Alaska, allegedly, is UAA's Wendy Williamson Auditorium in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're looking at the picture, while it may look innocent enough, this auditorium has its fair share of unexplained phenomena. Footsteps, right. voices are often being heard. But what really gets the attention is the poltergeist activity. Yeah, Whether I'm going to put the link. I put the link in both chats. So, absolutely, absolutely. Whether it's brunettes getting shoved or having their hair pulled or stage equipment being thrown because we just face it. You know, when, when you're dead, you're in the spirit realm, you just like to pick stuff up and throw it because you want to get attention or you want to greet the people in front of you and whatnot. So just because you're in a theater doesn't mean that you're not in one of the most haunted places in the country. And I would love to say more about this location in particular, but I am not familiar with it, so I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. In fact, I may myself go check out the link just to inform myself about it because that's something that I would be interested in doing. Our third location will take us to Jan's home state of Arizona in the great southwestern United States. And this is another location that I can see being done as part of a future episode. Uh, That being the Birdcage Theater in Tombstone, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Now, it's it's a well-known theater in Tombstone, uh, but it had dozens of deaths, often because of one type of brawl or another. I guess people in Tombstone love to just, you know, put them up, put them up. Uh, Actually, if it, it harkens, probably harkens back to the old West days of poker cheats. Yeah, poker and people love to throw punch, And people love to throw punches because, you know, so-and-so cheated at a game of poker. Uh, this famous theater has had plenty of fire for the paranormal. Eerie music, laughter, and shouts often echo throughout the building. And the spirits of cowboys and prostitutes are alike are often seen and sometimes felt. Yeah, you heard me right. Felt. Don't ask me what that's like. I don't know, but I know it would creep me out. It wouldn't do my nerves much good either, Tim. Yeah. With the city of Tombstone's famous history that includes the shootout at the OK Corral, it takes some real spookiness to beat that. And that's why it's likely that the most haunted place in America, in Arizona, is the Birdcage Theater. <clears throat> Location number four. We're going to Arkansas. And this is another location that I am not familiar with, but would probably enjoy researching a bit. Which is why that mm-hmm. you know surely helped me prepare by putting together a list of websites. And this is exactly. in the city of Eureka. This is in the city of Eureka Springs, Arkansas, at the mm-hmm. Crescent Hotel, often referred to as the most haunted hotel in America. I beg to differ. This hotel is said to be haunted by several spirits. These include a young woman who died from a fall from the roof a nurse seen pushing a gurney, as well as several former guests and owners. Now, while I'm not familiar with the Crescent Hotel as a property, I would beg to differ about it being the most haunted hotel in America. Why? Because there's a much, much, much uh, more appropriate than this one to hold that title. But mm-hmm. more on that when we get there. But more on that when we get there. That's not to say that you know this place isn't haunted or that it isn't very active. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with it. But 
I am interested in learning more about this place, so I will probably definitely be hitting that one up in the near future. Number five. This plant next to the place everybody here should know about. Mm-hmm. Because we've done an episode of Secrets of the Unknown about it. Yep. There has been an episode of Ghost Adventures about it. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard of this place, either before it was haunted or after, have you been living under a rock? Good we're question. going to San Francisco we're going to San Francisco, California, home to the island of Alcatraz. Oh yeah. Going to go one of the scariest prisons yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not gonna sit and rehash the content of that episode though I will invite you to go back and listen to it. It's something that intrigues you. It was the first episode in which we had guests, um, Jeannie Chilton, uh, James's uh, aunt was a guest, as was Dale Kaczmarek, who runs the Ghost Society up in Chicago and has has researched a lot of places and is really good with, with the history. And Jeannie and Dale joined us for that episode, and we did an analysis of a photograph that I found on a website that didn't seem like it could really be possible, but might yet hold potential proof that Alcatraz is haunted. I Mm -hmm. don't think we came to an unanimous conclusion, or at least we couldn't within the hour of the show. But I definitely would argue that Alcatraz is definitely up there. It may not be number one. I would probably easily put it in the top ten, easily. Not sure I would put it, whether it be top five or not. There there have been so many riots, so many rebellions, people that tried to escape and, for lack of a nicer way of putting it, just couldn't make it to shore. Mm-hmm. Because they felt they were trapped on the island, trapped in the prison. It, it should surprise absolutely nobody that it's on this list. Uh, known globally for its infamous convicts and several daring escape attempts, uh, for which bay to shore, most people wouldn't make it. Because it's just too far. The mm-hmm. island. Not is only that, the current for- swift, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the island and its now closed prison are home to a great deal of paranormal activity. And when it says closed, meaning it's not used as a prison anymore, it's, it's on the uh, National Park list of properties. They, they I guess, now watch over it uh, or what have you. Uh, people who have visited have reported screams, sounds of violent fights, which doesn't surprise me the least, and Door slamming, people being shoved, scratched, etc. When you consider these things are being seen and heard, and you consider that all the violence that took place within the walls of that prison, undoubtedly, it's among the scariest places in the country. And I, as I said, I would easily put it in the top ten, to say the least, if not top five. Location number six. We're going to the great state of Colorado. And remember just moments ago, I talked about the Crescent Hotel in Arkansas, and I said I didn't believe for a minute that it was the most haunted hotel in the country? Here's why. In Colorado, if you've seen the movie The Shining, you know exactly where we're going. Is that hotel? that the hotel? Stanley Hotel, the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Yep. This is the one I would argue is the scariest hotel in the country. Uh, this uh, hotel is rich in history and also served as the inspiration for The Shining, hence my mentioning it. Mm-hmm. And that seems fitting because staff and guests often report hearing parties in the empty ballroom and someone playing the piano, often thought to be the wife of the of a former owner. This, the article doesn't say much about it, and 
I'm at the point where I question a lot of what I see on ghost adventures and whatnot. But there has been so many reports of paranormal activity at the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, this is even worse than that aforementioned Crescent Hotel. Again, not to imply that the Crescent isn't haunted. It very well could be. But I would not at all say it was a, it's the scariest hotel. No, no. I would say that's the Stanley, easily. <clears throat> Number seven, we're heading out back out east to the state of Connecticut, specifically Waterford, Connecticut, to the Seaside Sanatorium. And this is a location that, simply because of what it once was, is definitely going to be on my list of research projects for this year, easily. Uh, I'm not familiar with this one, but I, I want to be, just from what I'm already seeing about it. Uh, built in 1934, this property has been home to several different medical facilities, hence the name Sanatorium. Uh, the mental asylum exhibited in inordinately high suicide rate, which is good. If, you, if you're trying to, find, to create a haunted asylum, people committing suicide will get, get you there, even though I don't recommend anybody ever do that. And it was the subject of a string of abuse cases, which also seems to be relatively common in locations like these, which probably explains the voices and apparitions reported here. Although it's long since shut down, it's said to be among the most haunted places in the U.S. Again, I can't vouch for that because if they say that about every location on this list. But what I can say from looking into similar types of institutions is it would not surprise me in the least if this place is extremely haunted because back in the, those days, they were often overcrowded, understaffed. Patients usually left the fence for themselves because there wasn't enough staff to take care of everybody. You know, people committing suicide because this is not the kind of life they want to live. And you have the makings for a very haunted property. So while I'm not familiar with, with this, based on what the article was able to tell me about the property and the fact that other locations like it have all gone through this sort of thing, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened here, too. Mm -hmm. Again, I can't say that for a fact because I'm not familiar with the property. But I have a gut feeling once I start looking into it, that's probably what I'm going to find. Location number eight, to Pete. Patch Island, Delaware. Yep. And this this is the first military installation on this list. Fort mm -hmm. Delaware. Now, military, military activity here dates back to the War of 1812. But Fort Delaware is most closely connected with the Civil War when it was used as a prison for Confederate soldiers. Many of these soldiers still haunt the fort with footsteps, voices, and even full-bodied apparitions widely reported. And I think that would be true for just about any military installation, in part because when they're used in acts of war, there is so much violence, so much death. It's the perfect recipe for haunting. When you consider how many people lost their lives, at a place like this. Location number nine, Jacksonville, Florida, to the Florida Theater. With one estimate placing the number of spirits at this location around 50, that's five zero, this is definitely Florida's most haunted locale. Of particular note is a video showing what is believed to be an apparition something that the Sci-Fi Channel attempted to debunk, only to find supporting evidence. And again, this is another one of those properties that I'm not very familiar with, but theaters oftentimes, I think, can appeal to spirits because 
they probably like being on stage, acting before audiences, you know, entertaining people, and they want to continue that sort of thing in the afterlife. Uh, as far as this particular theater and many others I've looked at, I can't really say a whole lot about them, and I think it's because I don't spend enough time really looking at them. So I probably want to hit hit this one up myself too, just to get a feel for what this is like. I think she got summoned for something. Oh, okay. And by the way, JJ, by the way, before you go on, before you go on, JJ's in the chat room now, too. Hi, JJ. But if this this location does have around 50 spirits in it, uh, I definitely would want to find out what's what's been going on on that property. Because I find it hard to believe 50 would come out of just being a theater. Number ten, we're getting up. We're getting a little bit more up close and personal with air, uh, areas that I've lived in, not necessarily the town, but just the geographic area. And we're going to Marietta, Georgia, which is in the Atlanta metro, uh, where I lived for a few years. And we're going to the Kennesaw House. And in light of the time that I've spent in the Atlanta area, I cannot honestly say I've ever heard of the Kennesaw House. Back. Again, not intended to be a knock on the property or anything like that. Just that I lived in that neck of the woods for going on five years and I've never heard of it. But there's a lot of places in the Atlanta metro area I've never heard of. So that doesn't surprise me in the least. But the Kennesaw House, once was a hospital and now is a museum housing wounded, used to uh, house wounded Confederate soldiers, hundreds of whom are believed to still haunt the place. There is a report that tells of how a group in an elevator somehow ended up stopping at the basement where they emerged to see soldiers in hospital beds. Considering the Civil War literally blazed a trail up to and through the Atlanta area and literally got trashed, this doesn't surprise me in the least. You know, exactly where in the area around Atlanta they they went, I don't know. I just know Sherman marched on the area and literally burnt the place. Uh, so it's not inconceivable then that hundreds of soldiers uh, would have died there and would still be haunting it. Mm-hmm. Number 11 I wish I could say we were going here For a pleasant vacation But I'd be lying if I did <laughs> We're going to Honolulu, Hawaii And I can almost guarantee I'm going to mispronounce names here If you're from Hawaii I am so very sorry If I mispronounce the name Please forgive me uh, the most haunted place in Hawaii, uh, that could be just about anywhere, really, when you consider the active volcanoes. Uh, but it, it's said to be the Iolani Palace in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Once the residence of the Hawaiian royal family, yes, Hawaii was an independent country with its own monarchy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this palace is now a museum that happens to display a few ghosts. I don't know how many of you is, but uh, that would be interesting. Uh, various royal ghosts have been seen and heard here, with the most frequent sightings revolving around Queen Liliuokalani, one of the few one of the few monarchs whose name I actually can't pronounce. Now, from a historical perspective, just to put this location in perspective, because I'm not familiar with it from a paranormal sense. Uh, Liliuokalani was the last queen of Hawaii mm-hmm. before the U.S. took it over as a state. And that's why it's said that her spirit probably haunts the building. She was the last monarch of Hawaii. Uh, number 12. We're halfway through tonight's list and just over halfway through the show. Yay! I thought I was going a little too fast, but apparently I'm not. Uh, number 12, 
and this is a location that Ghost Adventures has investigated, but I don't have much to say about it, even having viewed the episode. And that is the old Idaho State Penitentiary in Boise, Idaho. And this is just another one of those haunted prisons in America that uh, have a lot of spirits. Uh, Mm -hmm. This was an enforced residence of criminals such as a political assassin and a female serial killer. The prison was in operation for just over 100 years and features a wide range of phenomena to include footsteps, voices, shouts, and even overwhelming emotional sensations, which you don't hear about too much. And, you know, the public TV shows about hauntings and whatnot. Uh, you do hear about it a little bit, but not much. But that actually is a bit more frequent than you think, especially if you have an empath with you. Uh, those of you that don't know what an empath is, uh, an empath is a person who can sense the feelings of others to include spirits. Whereas uh, medium communicates with spirits and empaths can detect their feelings. So they might walk into an area and say, oh my goodness, this place is so sad. And it could be because a lot of people died there. It could be a lot of people were mistreated there. And that energy just stays there and builds up and the empath can actually pick up on that even though you're looking at it and there's nobody there. Uh, So it's not surprising that a prison of all places would have something like this. Number 13, we're coming to my home state of Illinois, and we're going to Chicago, because that's the first place most people think of when you think of Illinois, you think of Chicago. And this is not a location I've heard of, but definitely something I will want to research and that's the Congress Plaza Hotel. In operation for well over 100 years, this hotel has become very well known for its paranormal qualities. Guests and employees have reported everything from apparitions and voices to the presence of a room so horrible that it's been boarded over. And there are places with rooms that are like that, that are just so negative, so full of energy that it could literally be dangerous to step inside it. So they just steal it off. And that's what they did here. I'm not familiar with the hotel, but I'm definitely going to devote some time looking into that. Number 14. Uh, The French Lick Springs Hotel in French Lake, Indiana. Another place I've absolutely never heard of. But just looking at the picture, it's pretty sizable. And it looks like there's a quite a bit of rooms in there. Almost makes me think of a um, like a mental hospital or something like that. Mm-hmm. But this is not one this is not one of them, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, well, before the dawn you... of the twentieth Go ahead, I'm sorry. Built at the dawn of the twentieth century. This hotel, which is now part of a larger casino resort complex, features various hauntings. Many report hearing voices and footsteps that there is a ghost of an elevator attendant who helps out because somebody was devoted to their job. And that ghost will often call the front desk from empty rooms. Oh, that should be interesting. How can a ghost do something like that? Yeah. Anyway, before you go on, there's something interesting about French Lake, Indiana, that just happens to be the hometown of Boston Celtics legend Larry Bird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> very, very interesting. Number 15. And it's another location we've talked about on the show before. In fact, not only have we talked about it here before, it was subject of our very first episode of Secrets of the Unknown. And that is the Belisca Axe Murder House in Belisca, Iowa. 
Now, if you want the 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 the, the meat of this uh, property, I invite you to go back and listen to the very first episode where I kind of went in depth about that. Um, but for those of you who uh, were not here with us at the time or don't really have time to go back and listen to it, uh, this is no doubt the most infamous haunted locale in Iowa. Uh, the house being the site of the Velisca Axe murders of 1912, which ended in the unsolved deaths of eight people, including six children. And if you visit the property, you'll hear children laughing and crying, telling each other to hide, footsteps, and even shouts. And though the murder was never solved, when ghost adventures investigated here, they allegedly, excuse me, excuse me again, they allegedly captured an EVP that when played back says, I killed six kids. Well, I'll explain more about that in, in the first episode if you go back and listen to it. But I thought it was very important that they caught that because. Uh, they were just looking to find out who the spirits were, and allegedly they didn't catch what it said at first. I heard it from the very first time they played it. They had to go back and play it at least two or three more times to figure out what it was saying. And it's a tragedy. I, I will say that. And the fact that this has happened 107 years, and the murder remains unsolved to this day is, is, is terrible. Number 16, the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas. I know somebody through my Haunted Road Media family that I go to the live streams for on Tuesday nights and don't appear on the show, uh, who uh, once worked here as a tour guide. And she was working here when Ghost Adventures investigated the property. And she does not like talking about this place. And there are other people who have been here that they would steadfastly say, no, I, I would never go back there. Uh, not only is, is the Sally House said to be the most haunted house in, in the state of Kansas, but it's also located in its most haunted town. It was reportedly haunted by a little girl named Sally who liked to play little pranks and an older, unidentified woman who was violent towards the male owner. Wild stories elevated into the conversation for the most haunted house in America, and I, I don't think I would put it in the top five or necessarily top ten, but I have some suspicions about this property that would probably knock socks off a few people, and I might... Uh, I think I might do talk about it more in depth in a future episode. If I think about it and if I can convince her to, I might invite uh, my friend to come talk with us about it, if she's willing to. I don't know whether she will or not. If she's mm-hmm. not willing to, I, from what I know of the place, if she's not willing to, I wouldn't blame her. And I would hope that none of you would either. But just to, just to sum this up, as quickly and nicely as possible. Um, I have my suspicions as to who Sally really is. And I am going to toss out the D word simply because that's what I think it is. I don't think this is a little girl by any means. Too many people have been hurt. Too many people have been scratched. Uh, I remember from the Ghost of Adventures episode, there there was some kind of sacrificial ritual conducted in the basement of the house. I don't think that's a little girl. I think it's a demon. And I'm just going to leave it at that for now. More on that possibly in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Number 17. This is another place that we talked about before. And that's Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. And 
Waverly Hills is one of the more well-known former tuberculosis hospitals and sanatoriums from like the 50s and 60s. Um, he went into a great deal of uh, detail with regard to the sanatorium in the previous episode. I don't remember the episode number, so please forgive me for that. Uh, we talked about the nurse who hung herself outside room 502. We talked about the alleged doppelganger. We talked about the body shoot, which is well known for. Uh, we talked about the crawler or creeper. No, creeper. Which crawling is what it did. So I guess you could call it a crawler, too, I suppose. Um, this was a complex that used to be a tuberculosis sanatorium and a nursing home for the elderly and mentally handicapped. It is estimated that thousands have died there. I'm thinking about 63,000 deaths on the property. Uh, many of the spirits still linger behind, possibly because tuberculosis was not well understood back in those days, and their methods of treatment were less than ideal. I believe they might have conducted lobotomies on them. I don't know 100% either way on that. I do know that if you look, you can kind of see it in the picture there. And, I, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned this during the episode, too. You see where the windows would be on the outside of the building. That was all actually open air. They would literally wheel the patients out onto that area with the open windows thinking that the fresh air would be therapeutic. And I think, again, a lot of that I think is because tuberculosis was not as well understood back in that day. Nowadays, it's a major site for paranormal research. And I'm not surprised. I'm not saying it's all good or all bad. You'll probably find a mixture of both depending on where you're at and the way you treat the spirits. But uh, this is definitely a hot spot if you're looking for a place to go. Just, as always, remember to get permission before you do it. Number 18. I'm going to wager a lot of you have probably heard of this place, but I wonder how many of you actually knew it was haunted. And that is the Myrtle Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Yeah, deep south here, people, deep south. I'm sure most of you have heard about the Myrtle Plantation. It's a late 18th century plantation with a very colorful history, resulting in what many claim to be the hauntings of several distinct spirits throughout the main house and the grounds. These include former slaves as well as owners and their children. The history of America and of this particular home easily make it one of the top haunted places in the country. And I believe one of the more preeminent spirits at the Myrtle Plantation, I believe her name is Chloe, if I remember correctly. I think she was either a servant girl or kind of like a nanny-type figure. I believe she was, again, if my memory has not failed me, I believe she was an African-American back uh, living back in those days. And... Is her spirit has been seen wandering the ground a lot. And I know Ghost Adventures ran a couple of different experiments uh, in the staircase of the main house. And that, if I remember right, I don't know if it was her spirit or a different one that interacted with them. But uh, it was definitely a very interesting episode to say that, again, taken for for what they present and not necessarily as complete fact. That said, back in those days, slavery was still a very real thing, and slaves were treated as property. So it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility in my eyes that a plantation such as this would be very, it's okay, very maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number Sorry. 19. I'm going to try to speed up the last six here because we have about 10 minutes left. 
Uh, number yeah. 19 is the Wood Island Lighthouse in Wood Island, Maine. Uh, this is a property I'm not very familiar with, but not in the least. In fact, I don't go much further northeast than the state of New York. And even then, I only know a small number of places in New York. But in 1886, a drifter shot and killed the area's local sheriff and then went to the lighthouse, which you can see in that picture, to kill himself. It is said that his moans and footsteps are often heard and shadows with a human form, probably his shadow figure. Uh, locked doors are also known to somehow open on their own. That one will probably take a little bit of research, and I may or may not do it. I don't know. That's usually not the kind of property that really piques my interest. Number 20 probably doesn't need much saying simply because of what it is. Is uh, in Sharpsburg, Maryland, the site of the Battle of Antietam. Uh, the Battle of Antietam is one of the most famous battles from the, the Civil War and from American history as a whole. Over 20,000 men died here, and many visitors have reported seeing apparitions and uniforms and hearing cannon fire and gunfire. Well, much like Gettysburg in Pennsylvania, Antietam was a site of a major battle. And when you have a major battle, you have a lot of death. When you have a lot of death, a place tends to be haunted considerably. I don't think this would be any exception to that rule. Uh, number 21, this may be the last of the big names in the first half of the list, uh, is in Fall River, Massachusetts, the Lizzie Borden House. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that I is suspect both of my colleagues are very familiar with Lizzie Borden and mm-hmm. the fact that she allegedly uh, killed an her father and gave her mother with an axe and gave them 40 wax. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how the, the saying goes. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother, mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Yep. Yes, there it is. There it is. Nailed it. The 19th century home of Lizzie Borden and her family. This house was the site of the axe murders of her father and stepmother, widely believed to have been committed by Lizzie herself, even though she was tried and acquitted. Apparitions and voices are experienced throughout the house. And just a couple of brief things, and we probably, this is almost certain to become a future episode just because it's so well known. Uh, but there is a theory that Lizzie's spirit is not at that house, but somewhere else. And I believe Mike mentioned it a while back. I'll have to, to check with him. Uh, the building last I knew, and, and this very well still be the case, is a bed and breakfast. Obviously, you would only go sleep there if you dare. Uh, not implying that something's going to happen to anybody, but when you consider what the, the legend says and all that. Yeah. I have seen what I believe to be authentic videos. Uh, remember, videos can also be manipulated. Where somebody set up two cameras on opposite sides of a walkway. Kind of like a walkway where you pass from one room to the next. It's like a short connecting hallway. And the cameras faced each other. And one of the cameras was visibly shaken considerably and knocked over. And that act was caught by the other camera. And you don't see anybody interact with it. And unless there's more to the video than I was able to see, that was kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie about that. Number 22. Uh the Henderson Castle in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, if you look at the picture there, this beautiful house, and I agree, it's very beautiful. It looks like a cat, mix of a house and a castle. Uh, was built in 1895 and is currently a bed and breakfast. Haunted by the original owners and a soldier, as well as a little girl and a dog, many people report being tacked, having radios blare even when unplugged, and seeing apparitions. 
frankly, when you unplug a radio, nothing should be happening. If it's doing something and it's not plugged in, you're haunted. No doubt about it. Unless it's battery-operated, but I think most radios nowadays are not battery-operated, but rather plugged into the wall or outlet. Or Uh, computer. Or computer. Number 23 uh, is the Four Paws Restaurant in St. Paul, Minnesota. Originally the mansion of Joseph Fourpaw, this late 19th century house is now a restaurant. The original owner and his lover apparently killed themselves here, and the woman's ghost apparently bangs on walls, causes glasses to explode, and can sometimes be seen, as well as Joseph. That's a, I'm wondering if that may be a sign there may have been domestic violence there. I don't know. Number 24, Cedar Grove Mansion in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Uh, I know a lot of places in Vicksburg I can talk about. And I may have talked about them before. I don't remember. Uh, this was not one of them, but there are other places in Vicksburg. Uh, just really quick, because we are running out of time. Uh, completed in 1852, this Annabella Mansion was used as a hospital during the Civil War to house soldiers from the nearby Battle of Vicksburg. Various manifestations from the house's original family have been reported, such as tobacco smoke, apparitions to include soldiers, laughter, and footsteps. Uh, I may spend a little bit of time in a future episode going over some other haunted locations in Vicksburg. And a disclaimer about that, my great-great-great-grandfather fought in the Civil War at the Battle of Vicksburg. And hopefully I can learn more about him myself. Uh, the last location, I'm just going to briefly cover this. Uh, I know Ghost Adventures investigating here. I haven't had time to go look over their evidence. Is the Left Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, dating back to the mid-19th century, this mansion was long the home of the Left family, a dynasty of rich St. Louis beer brewers. The family was besieged by tragedy, though, as four of its members committed suicide, three of them in the mansion itself, which resulted in rampant poltergeist activity that persists to this day. Uh, I will try to find uh, what evidence, if any, Ghost Adventures allegedly collected here, and I will comment briefly on them in Part 2 prior to continuing with the latter 25. So mm-hmm. right here is where I'm going to draw the line for tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, if you choose to go to any of these locations, you'll get all requisite permissions first. Do not trespass. Uh, always get permission from the owner uh, or mm-hmm. police or somebody. Uh, let people know you're going there. And just bear in mind that, Some of these places have had violence happen on the property. Treat the spirits with respect if you do go. And I guess roughly that's that. Uh, Next time we'll pick up with Montana and continue through Wyoming. And at the beginning of the episode, I will try to go over a little bit bit more about the Lemp Mansion because we are cutting this a little bit close for tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we are almost out of time. Remember, tomorrow is the Thursday free-for-all, and Friday is reviews and naughty Mad Libs. So, please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on our website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app, available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search in the podcast for Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night, sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow for the Thursday free-for-all.
All right, that is all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember these things. You m- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! That's one. Number two. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am... And finally... This is the voice of the Mysterons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. Shut up! Don't! <laughs> I just asked myself, which one are you going to use? Yep, well, now you know. All right, that's all for tonight, folks. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Jana.